I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, Chris, we went back to a classic intro for 49. What's up, man? It's 49. I can't believe it, man. Next week, we will be releasing uh, episode 50, and I am so excited for that. I just want to congratulate us. I know that 50 is still young, but hey, I think we did a great job uh, making it all the way to 50. You know, sometimes you're like, man, like, I, I can't believe we've had 50 episodes worth of stuff to talk about, and people are still listening. We haven't been canceled, and the listening ship has grown. So, hey, I'm happy for both of those things. Uh, who would have known? Yes, the listening ship or our listeners have grown quite tremendously. Actually, we had a couple more listeners in Malaysia and in Australia, and we had one actually in the Philippines. So, shout out to our Philippine people. Um, I'm always wondering, like, when they listen to us, I wonder if it's, like, English-speaking people that actually listen to us, or maybe they, like, listen to us to help their English. I don't know. You know, if they do, they're going to get a lot of slang put in there, being being from the South like we are. You're going to get a lot of y'alls and different slangs. Yeah. A lot of colloquialism. If they come outside of like us. That's okay. Well, we want to welcome everybody. We hope you guys are having a great time. Uh, when this episode drops, it'll be Halloween. I'm not that much of a big Halloween fan, but I'll be at WWE as this episode drops. So I'm excited, but happy Halloween to whoever celebrates it. So, but yeah, we're going to jump into our old fashioned donut. I'm going to let you springboard this segment all right so we're going to dub this the neighborhood stories so the neighborhood i lived in was a little bit interesting um we talked a little bit about chris's neighborhood and we talked about this neighborhood a little bit but we have some really funny stories about it and uh one of the stories i remember um well it was when we were teenagers actually and actually it was just me to begin with i think right i don't think you were at my house chris was over at my house all the time I don't think he was over at my house at first, but my mom was like looking out the window all suspicious. And I was sitting here going, okay, what's going on out there? And my mom says, there's a bunch of prostitutes out there. And I look out there and it was people I knew from school. Definitely not prostitutes, but okay. So walked out there to see what was going on. Well, one of our next door neighbors was getting into a fight with some of these girls from school. And so they showed up to the neighborhood, and they were they were scrapping, they were beefing. Well, they were talking about coming back and all this stuff. And <laughs> well, we had this other neighborhood or neighbor. His name was Shelby, and Bluff Shelby, like he was a great guy. But he came out there, and he got—I mean, he got upset. He got really mad that these girls were fighting. And he came out there and he was like, no, 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 this is a nice neighborhood. This is a nice neighborhood. It's like everything's peace and quiet. What what else did he say, Chris? Well, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but just to give you guys some context. So if you've listened to, I think it's episode 10 when we talked about the brownies, where we talked about how we made the x lax brownies and how we were going to have somebody deliver them to the church and that fell through. Well, it was actually... Uh, this guy's sister, his his name was Taylor, and he was part of our friend group. Uh, we all hung out, and we were good friends, and so uh, we would hang out at his house. He would hang out at Micah's house, and it was actually a sister that was getting into the altercation, and I drove up towards the end of the altercation, and I just know that his sister, Vicky, that's what we'll call her, Vicky was about to get outside the house, bro. She was like throwing 
punches and everything, but her mom was like holding her back. And her mom was like talking smack to these other girls. And she was like, I don't care. She's like, I sure will put my hands on a 15 year old, blah, 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 blah. Of course, she wasn't going to do it. But they were like, yeah, we're going to be back tonight. We're going to come for you. We're going to be back tonight. And they were threatening. And uh, I just remember going to Micah's house. I was like, bro, what the heck just happened? And Micah kind of clued me in. And I was like, well, we got to do something. And this was in my like police explorer days when I wanted to become a police officer. And uh, what did we do, Micah? Well, we decided, okay, so we need to make sure that they go come back in the middle of the night and try some stuff. Because uh, I don't know. You, you never know. The, I mean, these girls are pretty heated. And, I mean, there's there were some things going on in the area at the time. It's like you, you really don't know what somebody's going to do in the middle of the night. So I had this truck, and we backed it into the driveway. And we did pretty much a stakeout out there, just making sure that ain't nobody coming up there. All I remember is we just sat out in my truck, watched their house, made sure ain't nobody come up there, and ate Doritos. I think we ate, like, five bags of Doritos or something. Yes, and we went to the gas station. We loaded up on snacks, and this was in the days. This I actually think this was before the Six Flags incident where we drank six cans of NOS because we got NOS. And we loaded our bags up and we had Doritos and we were just sitting there on stakeout ready to watch them. And uh, like I said, if you guys have been listening for a while, uh, that truck, that was the one I rode in the back in when Micah had that uh, Jezebel that was trying to uh, seduce him. I rode in the back of that truck, but we sat in the cabin. We were just sitting there and we were watching uh, the neighborhood and we stayed out there almost all night. I think by 3 a.m. we were like, you know what? Why are we doing this? I'm tired. Let's go inside, bro. Let's go to bed. You know, honestly, I think we just wanted to have the excuse of, like, staying up most of the night. I don't even think it was really for that. Like, part of it was, but I think it was just, like, we we, kind of took any excuse just to stay up all night and eat junk food, I think. Well, here's my question. Why didn't your parents say anything to us? Because your parents had to know we were, like, out there in the truck. Because we had started, or maybe we waited till after they fell asleep, and then we went and in the truck if i remember correctly we waited till after they fell asleep and then we went downstairs and went out the back door went over the fence and then into the truck and that's how we got in and out yes so uh give you a context and a visual picture of this neighborhood this neighborhood was a cul-de-sac right and most cul-de-sacs it's just normal you make the the there's one way in and one way out so you got to make a circle well in the middle of this cul-de-sac was this big grassy patch it was this big grassy circle we played football there uh many many times and i remember this was when me and micah first became friends and i don't know what happened we were playing football and the whole joke like whatever me and micah would hang out we would have this catchphrase that we would always say and it changed like every time we hung out and so the catchphrase for this particular time or weekend was, who's your daddy? Like we would be like, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And all of a sudden, um, these guys that were probably pretty rough around the edges, they come driving through the cul-de-sac and uh, they have their rap music playing, bumping pretty hard. And I just remember being a stupid eight-year-old kid. I just looked at the driver and I yelled really loud, who's your daddy? And the driver just stopped, screeched. I mean, it was out of a movie. And I remember when I yelled it, I don't think it really did, but I just remember it echoing very loud. And I was like, oh, crap. So he just stopped and he stared at me and he kind of like, he kind of like flinched at me. And I kind of was like, oh, crap. Like, 
this ain't good. So I don't know why I said that to him. That's a little side story. But what else? What other story happened? Uh, there was a lot of stories that happened in the cul-de-sac. But what else happened at the cul-de-sac? Well, there was another one um, where we had that neighbor, and we talked about him in an episode not too long ago, the neighbor Zach that we hung out with for a little bit. And he was hanging out in the neighborhood, and he had this other friend named Cody. And I don't remember where Cody came from. Like, he just kind of started showing up every now and then. That was one thing about this neighborhood that you'll say, like, we had just, like, random people from all around just kind of show up at this neighborhood. I really don't know why. But Zach was hanging out with Cody. And, uh, no, not like the Disney Channel show. For some reason, they had broke a skateboard. And so Chris and I were hanging out with them. And there was, like, this... uh, cable box or like this electrical box that was sitting under this tree i don't know why but as kids we'd always sit on that thing and it was always like buzzing and wearing and making weird noises but for some reason we just wanted to hang out by it and it was kind of in the cul-de-sac where there was a curve in the road well i really don't know why but do you remember how it provoked but i decided there was a car that was coming around the corner and clear as day I literally ran out there with half of that skateboard, put it out in the middle of the road, trying to get this guy to run over it. But like I said, it was broad daylight, and he was driving towards me, so it's not like he didn't see me do it. And then what happened, Chris? So all of a sudden, like the guy is like speeding around the cul-de-sac, and as soon as he gets to where the skateboard is, like he just uh, stops the car, like screeching halt. He gets out of the car, and he's like mad. I'm like, oh crap, this dude's about to start swinging. I don't know. And he just like points at Micah. He's like, are you an effing idiot? Are you effing stupid? What the F is wrong with you? And he's like cussing Micah out. And he's like, he is just like chewing Micah out for putting the skateboard. He's like, why would you do that? And he was just cussing Micah out. All the while, Cody, I'm pretty sure he was high at the time. And the whole time before uh, Micah was doing that, he just laughed. And he just kept laughing. And he kept saying Mordecai. And he was like, huh, huh. Mordecai and then and then whenever that guy was yelling at Micah Cody was just laughing he was like Mordecai and the guy was like yeah he's about to get Mordecai if he don't straighten up and I don't know what happened man but that guy went off I was legit scared for you I really was I was scared for myself I'll tell you what we were supposed to go to the fair that night and um it was it was the Richmond County Fair like we were supposed to go with your parents over to the Richmond County Fair and for some reason, I was so scared of, like, what happened because, I don't know, I thought this dude was, like, going to break in and come beat me up or something. I, I don't know why. But I uh, I was like, I got to make myself some protection. And this is me at age, I think I was in middle school, so I think it was, like, 11, 12, something like that. This is how my mind worked. I need some protection. I've been watching way too much lockup and, like, prison shows. So, literally, I had um, this little box... If anybody's used one of those mechanical pencils with lead, it comes in these little boxes where it's got like kind of a sliding plastic sheet to it. I kind of put that sheet a little bit up and taped it around and sharpened the edge and I called it my shank. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know why I did that, man. That was the dumbest thing. But I was like, in case he comes he comes a knocking. I'll have something to protect myself with. And it's like if something happens to the rich at the Richmond County Fair, because ain't gonna lie, the Richmond County Fair kind of had a reputation too. And so it was like something happens at the Richmond County Fair. I have some protection there too. Yep. It, it was just a different time living in the early two thousands, being middle school boys and living in uh, Augusta, Georgia, which was a pretty rough city. So. But yeah, those are some of the tales from the neighborhood. We'll tell you some more 
another time. But yeah, what's we got our jelly donut, which is our jail report. And Micah, what is on the jail report this week? So I've got quite a few stories, man. We're just going to kind of go through some weird, crazy ones, okay? Like we always do. But so these are just really, really dumb stuff. So once I just want to start off by saying uh, listener discretion is advised. Some of this stuff we're going to be talking about is a little bit of severe subject matter, I would say. And so just wouldn't, wouldn't have kids listen to this part, just to the nature of the crimes. This is a story from a police officer, the first one. So he says, I went to a domestic violence call where the woman had claimed her husband had hit her. When I asked how it happened, she told me she couldn't, that her husband could not provide the life that she wanted him to give her. Basically, she started going on and talking about how her husband had a heart attack and got lupus, so he couldn't work and she couldn't work. So she decided she would start inviting some friends over to um, start a brothel style of business from their home. Mind you, she's telling a police officer this in full uniform that she said, you know, I had a few friends come over to um, do things with her for money. And she said what ended up happening was she was trying to get her husband, who also handles all the money, so aka her pimp. Basically, this guy had some extra money and they knew about it. And so the wife was trying to get the husband to rob the guy. And the husband refused and said, no, 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 I'm out of here. And pushed past her to get out of the apartment. Well, when she he brushed past her, she claimed that that was assault. And that is what she called the police for. So essentially, she admitted to two crimes, admitted to prostitution and robbery. Did they pick her up and did they arrest the husband? Uh, so they actually did both. Basically, they arrested him at first because they didn't know what was going on. But once they dug into the story, they let him go. And then they kept her for all the trouble, pretty much. Yeah, it's one thing to be uh, prostituting yourself. It's another for to rob someone. And I mean, I'm sure, I mean, the guy, both of the parties were wrong. And number one, you shouldn't be prostituting yourself. But also the guy was like, hey, I'm not going to rob this guy. And so, man, it's crazy what you find out. People are just unashamed these days and they really don't care. So that's interesting. All right, here's another story. So about 10 years ago, and this is not a cop. This is just a regular person. About 10 years ago, I got held up and robbed by three guys with knives. All they wanted was money for my wallet. So I just said, I don't want to mess with it. And he obliged them and gave them the money. At the end of the ordeal, one of the guys puts a knife to the guy's neck and says, if you tell the cops my name is David, I'll slice your throat right now. <laughs> so what did the guy do? The guy goes home. He calls the police and says... Gives the exact spot, location, all that stuff, and gives the guy's name. He said, yeah, he said his name was David, and don't tell anybody that was who it was. The cops had had a previous run-in with this guy, apparently, robbing people and his merry men, I guess. <laughs> and so they literally just set up a sting right at that same location and knew where to find him. And literally, they, they uh, had somebody walking with obvious amount of money and they hopped out to rob them and literally they popped out and arrested them. Well, those guys weren't pretty smart. Number one, to give your name and be like, Hey, don't tell the guys, don't tell the cops. My name is this. It's like, bro, like you didn't have to volunteer that information. And then two, to go right back to the same place that you robbed the first person. It's like, okay, like your hand got caught in the cookie jar as they say on Madden. So, I mean, th these guys are not too bright. Oh, it gets even better. So this is from a cop as well. 
Um, so a cop came home and told his wife about uh, this ATM was robbed for $15,240 after hours. So they did a whole report on it. The very next day, the man who robbed the ATM was arrested because he was trying to put in 15240 into his personal bank account at the bank that he robbed the night prior. So the bank's ATM was the one that he robbed, and then the next day he was trying to deposit the same amount that was robbed into his personal account at the same bank that was robbed the day before. Bro, you never go back to the scene of the crime, man. If you watch any kind of movies, you never go back to the scene of the crime. And on top of that, you are putting the exact amount to the dollar of how much you are, you took out. So would that not raise red flags? I mean, if anybody with common sense is like, wait a second, we had that just that same amount robbed from us last night. Oh, wait, someone's trying to put that exact same amount. That's a large sum of money. And you know something else, too? Even if they didn't have all that, and even if he... It's incredibly hard to get away with stuff like that because they know what notes were in that ATM. They literally know all the note numbers and everything like that. So even if you're trying to deposit that amount of numbers or amount of money and they tip off at anything, they'll just start going through the the you know the money note there and the numbers that are on them, figure out, oh, this is the one that was stolen, arrest you, and you're done. I wonder if with ATMs, if like every certain amount of bill is like marked with something, you know what I mean? Like... Maybe it's like for a tracker or something. Oh, that's conspiracy theories. We're not into that this segment. But I'm just like, bro, like that's crazy. Yeah, it's just just crazy. Um, so the last one here. So this man's ex, feel bad for him, stole her car and went to pick up her friend at the police station in the stolen car. He parked right in front of a cop. The cop ran the plates and escorted him into the building. The next day, he was on the news as the stupidest criminal in town. That's really, really dumb, man. Like, how are you going to go to a police station with the stolen car? They already know, like, within minutes, man. I mean, I, it's like you said, it's really hard to get away with a crime nowadays. Just with all the technology we, we have, with all the cameras we have. I mean, it's really hard to to get away with crime unless you're like super smart and know some kind of inside way i'm just sitting here thinking why are you going to steal a car and then just go you know what i'm going to pick up my friend for whatever reason why the friend was at the police station i guess he had gotten arrested or she had gotten arrested whoever this was had gotten arrested too it's like oh they're getting bailed out i'll go pick them up i mean you, they basically drove themselves there it was like here's the car arrest me too pretty much I, that wasn't their intention, but that's pretty much what they did. But yeah, man, that's the jelly donut for this week. Some uh, some crazy people, man. Crazy or dumb? I don't know which one you want to call it. A little bit of both, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Oh, and definitely what's on the jelly donut this week will tie into what fries my donut, so y'all stay tuned for that. But uh, in between is the donut hole, and Mike, it's your week for the donut hole, so what's on the donut hole? Okay, so some people are going to love me, some people are going to hate me. We're talking the NFL again, NFC. We haven't, we've talked about the AFC last time and where they're at. We're about midway through the season, for those of you who don't know. So we're just going to go through this, and pretty briefly, I mean, it's nothing too much to talk about, so we're just going to talk about the NFC. So, Chris, you don't know anything about it, and... Uh, just for a precursor, if you haven't listened to any previous episodes when we talked about this, uh, Chris does, does does his primary job on Sunday, and Sunday is show day for him, showtime. So he can't really watch the NFL because uh, 
he's got a lot to do on Sunday. So he doesn't really know much about it. So what he, when I ask him, these answers are true, raw, and he actually doesn't know what's happening. Yep, I have not seen any of the NFL games this year just because, like I said, I'm at my job from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And I'm pretty tired by the time I come home. So, <laughs> but yeah, but what's happening in the NFC, bro? So what we're going to do first is we're going to do just a small quiz just to see where you think things are. Um, okay, so right now in the NFC North, who do you think's in first place, Chris? The Bears, Green Bay, the Lions, or the Vikings? Who, who's in first place in that? It's either the Bears or it's Green Bay. I don't think it's the Lions unless somehow they've taken a miracle turn. I'm going to go with either the Bears or Green Bay. It's actually the Vikings. The Vikings are 5-1 and one this year. and I didn't see that one coming. Wow. I was actually very wrong. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this all the predictions I had before the year I was so wrong about each and every one of them it was absolutely terrible I look like an idiot after that one anyways um, so back to this so the NFC South so I wouldn't say they're your team but who do you think's in first place Tampa Bay the Atlanta Falcons Carolina or the New Orleans Saints? It's got to be the Falcons since you said they're probably not your team. But the Falcons, man, because Tom Brady is going through it right now. He's going through it with his home life and uh, on that other deployment that he's on. <laughs> they're actually tied for first at 3-4 and four with Tampa. Tampa's 3-4, and four, man. And that's who's leading? They have losing records? That's who's the leading. whole division just yep. sucks completely. Yep. I'll just give you a brief, brief rundown. Tampa Bay's 3-4. and four, Atlanta's 3-4. and four, Carolina's 2-5. and five, And New Orleans is 2-5. and five. Ridiculous, man. Next one, we're going to talk about the NFC East. And I don't think you are going to have a clue about what is going on in the NFC East right now. So who do you think is leading the NFC East, Chris? Philadelphia? The New York Giants? Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Commanders? Oh, I don't think it's the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys are up there. I'm going to say it's the, is it New York? Is it the Giants? Oh, it's close. It's actually Philly. Philly is the last undefeated team in the NFL. They're actually 6-0 to this point right now. And the Giants, somehow they are 6-1, and they have a garbage team. Trust me. Like, they don't really have a roster. I really don't. Like they have one guy pretty much, but they're six and one right now. Dallas is five and two, and then Washington is just terrible. So but it's looking like the East might be one of the strongest in the whole league. And I mean, I was completely wrong about that. I had New York at three and fourteen and they've already won double the amount of games. They're already at six wins. So pretty crazy. But last but not least, the NFC West so, is it San Francisco? Is it Seattle? Is it Arizona? Or is it the Los Angeles Rams? Who's the number one? Um, you said who? San Francisco, Seattle. The Los Angeles Rams and Arizona. Uh, I heard Arizona's not doing too hot. So, maybe it's the Rams. I'm assuming it's the Rams. So, I'm going to put my bets on that. Believe it or not, it's Seattle Seahawks with Geno Smith, the old man quarterback that somehow has stepped into that role in their. I mean, their division isn't doing incredibly well. They're leading at four and three, so they're the Rams are three and three, and then the Cardinals and the 49ers are tied at three and four. But that's where they're at. I'll reiterate, like I said, to this point, I am completely wrong in all the predictions that I had preseason. Well, it's anybody's game. I the only thing I do know about the NFL this season is that I guess 
He's on the Bills, right? Josh Allen. I hear he's like doing really good. So yeah, and your friend Pat Mahomes is doing great too. He is not my friend. I am not a Patrick Mahomes supporter. I don't care if you hate me, but I'm not a Patrick Mahomes guy. Um, one of the thing while well, we're still in the NFL for a second, did you hear? And this was kind of sad that uh, the Colts benched Matt Ryan. That is very sad. I did I did kind of hear that, but I, I heard he was doing terrible uh, at Indianapolis. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy. You could tell he still wants to play, and he still wants to play at a high level. However, he is just slowing down, man. Age will do that to you. You know what they say, man. It's hard out here for a pimp. Just trying to make this money for the rent. That's all Matty Ice is trying to do right now. That's all he's trying to do. It'll, it'll be all good. I mean, NFL season's coming out pretty well. Um, the one that I would say to watch for, I hate to say it, but the Eagles, they have a really weak schedule for the rest of the year. They have, like, one game that they may lose, and that's at Dallas on Christmas Eve. But the rest of the teams, as a, if I could put it into a French term, garbage. They're terrible. So, you know, they, they could have a legitimate chance of going undefeated as long as they don't screw anything up. But I wouldn't want that to be the Eagles. It's a weird year for the nfl i feel like everything is getting shaken up which is good you know change is good shake getting things shaken shooken up is pretty good so yeah i don't want to see the same old same old but yeah man so we'll go ahead and shift on over to what fries my donut chris it's your turn so what fries your donuts oh boy uh you've already heard me talk a little bit about this but what really fries my donuts is I feel like as a society, we have lost a lot of common sense. A lot of people don't have common sense. And I also get frustrated when people get paid to report the obvious. And let me put this into context for you. I was listening to the radio, and I normally don't listen to the radio, but there is a morning show that I like to listen to, uh, and they're pretty funny on there. Uh, And they said, we have this brand new study for you, uh, about relationships. Tune in in five minutes or whatever. So the song played and I was on the way to work and I was listening to it. And it was like, we have this brand new study. Experts have shown that it is okay to have privacy in your relationship. However, if you do not disclose any information that is sketchy or questionable in your relationship, it may lead to your relationship ending. And I sat there, and as I heard it, I was like, no dip, Sherlock. Like, that is common sense. If you keep secrets, especially about questionable behavior, then it's going to lead to your relationship ending. And then they were like, and they were like, if you hold on to guilt, it's going to cause anxiety, which could cause health problems. And I was like, yes, that's common sense. Everybody knows this. Why are you getting paid? Why are these experts reporting stuff that is just common knowledge? It's common facts. People don't have any common sense. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, you're not wrong. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And those little things that people used to do that would, you know, at least have some common courtesy, common sense sort of things. Common sense would dictate, used to at least, if I'm sitting in a job interview and they say, do you have any questions for us? I don't ask about when does can I start taking vacation and how much vacation do I get? That is the first question. That's typically not a good thing. <sighs> my thing is we've come to a point where I feel like, and this is my own personal rant over here, we, we're so used to having phones in our hand. We're so used to being in front of computers. We're so used to having all this stuff on demand, the answers and everything, that we're not exercising the parts of our mind that literally have to critical think and link one thing to another. Literally, we are so used to technology linking it for us that we don't have to do anything with it. 
And yes, technology is great, and it's cut down a lot of time when it comes to this sort of thing. But if we lose touch with this sort of thing as a society, next thing you know, we're literally going to be babbling idiots. And if anything does happen to technology, like even if right now something were to happen to, you know, even our energy grid, I'm just going to go there and this is going way off, but I'm going to hold it back here. If something were to happen to our energy grid and we literally don't have the Internet for a while, much less the other problems we'd be facing, but just the Internet, most of us wouldn't know how to behave. Most of us don't. It would literally be a full-on life adjustment. And so phones the same way. If literally every cell phone tower in the whole entire world went out all at once, some people would just be lost. And it's just because we're just so dependent on that. And that's just one of the factors here, but I think it's a big one in why people just don't put forth that effort of exercising that common sense muscle, if you will. Well, even just like common things like um, what the readings on the on your dashboard mean, like that's a lot of that. I understand that there are some things that are like, oh, crap, when you're first learning to drive, like, what is that? But like, I have ran into a lot of people that are like in college and they don't know how to pump gas. Like, they don't know how to pump gas. That's like a big thing. But you're right, man. We're so used to having a phone in our hand that we don't have critical thinking skills. And I will tell you this, I had one of my kids, he was like up at the church for some reason, and he had a Rubik's Cube, and you know what he was doing? He was Googling how to solve a Rubik's Cube. He was Googling it, and I was sitting there like, you're missing the point of it. The point of solving a Rubik's Cube is not so you can get the answers, but it's so that you can figure, use that critical thinking to problem solve. And I remember on, and I don't know if they still do this on standardized tests, but they used to have a whole section of critical thinking questions. Like you would have to read a passage and then you would have to use your critical thinking skills to help you. I'm sure maybe they still do that, but we don't use common sense. People don't know what common sense is. And I feel like as a generation, as a society, we're, we're becoming like the movie Wally. Like if you've ever seen Wally, we're going to be fat. We're going to be sitting where we have everything at a punch of a button. Like Wally is like, it, it's scary to think how close we are to actual, actual being that way. And, you know, I'm going to go back to another example too. I did what a whole fries, my donuts about people in the airport. I had to fly again, not too long ago. Some of these people scare me, man. Like, some of these people full-on scare me, and to think that they might be going overseas and representing who we are as people from the United States this way. Because the thing is, you know, they'll be sitting there, and they'll be so easy to ask somebody else, to be asking, you know, somebody else about, I mean, really simple things. I literally heard people asking all throughout the, where's gate this? They're asking pilots. They're asking flight attendants. They're asking these people, and these pilots and flight attendants, they, they you know, they've, Maybe they know the way around the airport, but they're in so many airports. They're like, I don't know, lady, look at the sign. <laughs> like, And they put these ginormous signs in front of you, or they put the ginormous TV screens. All you have to do is find the city you're going to and the airline, and boom, it'll show you what gate it is. But you'd be surprised how many people were so content with asking everybody else. And they wouldn't go to the customer service agents for the airline that they're with. You know, They would literally go and ask just random people. And you're sitting here going, where's where's the common sense in this? Like, literally, there's the answer all around you. Even if you wanted a human interaction, he probably has a better answer than the flight attendant who just showed up from Baltimore. And it's good to ask people for help. And it's good to ask where things are. Like, for example, 
most of the time I can find what I'm looking for in the store. The only time I ask is if I legitimately cannot find it or like I'm just so lazy that like I know what I want, but I don't want to like look for it. Like I'm like, hey, where what aisle is this on? And so, but yeah, like you literally need to use common sense. And I, I and one more thing, I know we just talked about sports, but these sports commentators, man, they'll be on there and they'll be like, like for example, for football, they'll be like, well, this quarterback normally he tries to go to the first down, but this is this is not the result that he wanted in this situation. It's like no dip, Sherlock. The whole point of the game is to get a first down, like every ten yards. Like I don't get where like people just report. <laughs> the obvious like thanks captain obvious like we used to say that all the time to each other like no dip sherlock like that was a thing it's like no dip sherlock like come on now but people just don't use their brains and like you said it's technology we're so used to having the answers at our fingertips that we don't want to take the time to look for anything or use common sense and so i know we sound like old men on here it's like these darn phones and the face space and the my book and all insta Insta chat and all that stuff, but it really is a frustrating thing for me to uh, not uh, not see people using their common sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we live in such a, a great time too, to where if if you're looking at the essence of things, we should probably have more common sense because we have so much knowledge at our fingertips. Like literally, the same phone we use to mess around with we can learn so many things from i mean you've heard the term youtube university i mean it's pretty true you can learn almost anything from youtube it's pretty crazy i will not lie like some of the car stuff i don't know i will look up on youtube and it has been oh, very too. helpful so it is i think it is helpful if you're using youtube for that kind of thing like if you're trying to learn more about mechanical stuff to where you don't have to take your car in to pay five hundred dollars but and like you're like hey like i want to do the work but i kind of need to learn more a little bit and you want to sharpen your car knowledge skills absolutely do that but simple things like your gas and like knowing where the gas meter is in your car and knowing where the lever is for the gas and the trunk that's pretty common so but anyways i'll get off that subject yeah and i've also to your point i was at uh, advanced auto parts to get some power steering fluid a few days back there was a uh, young man there and he had a vehicle and he was kind of upset that the person from AutoZone would not put the um, his windshield wiper fluid in for him and i was sitting here thinking like okay I'm just going to riff for two more seconds. If you're going to own a vehicle that can go over 80 miles an hour and, you know, can do all this stuff and you need to know about fluids, what it takes, you know, things along those lines and how to replace those things, how to fill it up, things like that. I feel like those are basic things that, yes, they're not only common, but those are the things that like prerequisites to a car i feel like you should know those things but people uh people just don't use their brains but anyways we're gonna move into our mystery donut which is our improv segment and this week it's our free improv so what do we have on the free improv this this week so we're gonna pull here i'm gonna let you do the situation i'm gonna do the accent okay okay all right let's see what we got here shuffling around Okay, I got one. Let's see what we got here. Okay, going to a Christmas pageant play? 
Okay, I don't know why we put that one in there. I think I got a little bit too specific. Did did it say something about being? Yeah, that's a little specific. Did you say did it say something about being dragged there by their wives or something too? Yeah, that's like in parentheses. So I just didn't read it because I was like, well, that's very oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so the accent here. I just incriminated myself on the podcast again. Yay. Okay. Oh, we're doing our redneck voice. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Rednecks being dragged to a Christmas pageant slash play that their wives drag. Has this happened to you? I feel like maybe you're speaking out of experience a little bit here. I don't want to get you in trouble, though. I can't say too much, but I'm blinking twice for yes. Okay. Even though they can't see you blinking. But okay. All right. All right, man. I'll let you start. All right. Hey, man, I didn't know you going to be down here. Charlene told me I got to be down here. Something that I told Reverend Stroop, or whatever that girl's name is, uh, that I was going to be a part of this choir thing. Yeah, you know, Jenna Joe done brought me down here. She was the whole set designer, and she had to make baked cookies for all the cast or something like that. Plus, you know, my cousin's in this play, and my son and my sister. They're all in it. It's family affair. What, what about some cookies? I didn't get the daggum cookies. I was back there a minute ago. There wasn't no cooking to be had. All they had was water and coffee. I told them, where the heck's the tea? Where's the tea? Well, that that may or may not have been, been a little intentional because your wife Charlene told me to not give you any cookies on account of your diabetes. Listen, I told her I got that under control. They might have had to cut my foot off, but that don't mean nothing. Well, she said if it wasn't your diabetes that gonna kill you, it's your diverticulitis that's gonna get you. Listen, that Charlene, she don't know what she's talking about. She might be feeding me sometimes, she might say she loved me, but she don't know what's going on with me. She don't know what's going on. I'm just over here in my hover round, having to get around. She's not moving chairs for me. I'm having to move my own chairs. That's what I'm having to do. Now, you know you're not supposed to talk about family like that. You know that you are not supposed to talk about your fifth cousin like that. You know that is wrong. We are in the house of the Lord, and you know that you shouldn't be talking like that. But I don't know when this thing... Do you have, do you have any kind of idea what this, what this play is about? I don't know. It was talking about some cabin thing. I don't know. They were just talking about it. it's going to be some Christmas artsy-fartsy thing that uh, old Charlene's daughter, you know, not, not my Charlene, but Charlene's daughter, she was putting on. She started doing this thing at the church, and they said, oh, you could be the drama director. Next thing you know, she thinks she on Broadway or something. Well, you know Billy's ex-wife's new baby, he's going to be part of baby Jesus, don't you know that? You know, you heard that, right? Talk about awkward. Even with that growth on his forehead, they still gonna let him be baby Jesus. Hey, we don't know what that is. The doctors are still trying to medically clear him to play the part of baby Jesus. Y'all still go to that hack doctor, old Dr. Hankins? Last time I went over to him, he said, oh, what's that growth on your back? I said, sir, did I tell you you can look at my back? That man's a pervert is what he is. You should hide your kids from him trying to look at people back. You know I don't like no doctors. You know that they're all a conspiracy. The whole medical department, they're in it with the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. They're just in there to get a check. You know they're just trying to find something wrong with you. Oh, I know that. You know what else too? They put chips in me. I don't know. Last time I, I had it, I freaked out because they were giving me some shot or something. I said, you ain't gonna give me no shot put no chip inside me. And then next thing you know, they're holding me down. I passed out. I don't know what happened. I think some big guy wiped me upside head. Next thing you know, 
I wake up and they put something in my arm. So I know there's chips in me. I know the government can track my big behind. Well, buddy, you know, it was good seeing you. Jenny Joe's tugging at me. I got to go and uh, make sure everything's all right. But hey, you and your wife, we'll meet. We'll see you at the Cracker Barrel after this. Hey, don't you know we're going to get ourselves some kick fried steak? I'm going to call you night yeah and that was our mystery donut so uh yeah it was great i that was kind of i don't know if you've never been to the south uh those are the kind of conversations they have all the time so for our northern folk and our uh people on the west west coast and our people that are outside people in the uk y'all probably think we're weird but anyways it's okay we're gonna move into our eclair which is our positive advice and micah i don't remember whose turn it is to go first so i will be nice and i'll let you go first so uh my eclair for this week is to remember to be kind to one another so um a lot of times we get so swept up in the business of work or whatever we do on a day-to-day basis and we get really swept away by it and sometimes it's really easy to not really understand how we're treating other people or letting our day affect us to where we're treating other people some type of way but just remember the words that are said can't ever be unsaid and so just be careful what you say but at the same time um, and this is something that I'm working on myself is identifying when maybe you're behaving a little differently because of some of the stresses or some of the things that are going on with your life and trying to switch that energy over into an empowering energy and pouring into somebody in a a better, more productive way instead of using your energy for um, not so good and to sit into stress. Because I've noticed something that has really helped with my stress level is, you know, if if something were to happen and I'm kind of sitting over here stressed and anxious, if I just turn around and I send Chris something funny or I say something, you know, like, man, I really appreciate you and everything that you do or something like that. Something about that positive boost that it gives me, it helps my stress level instantly. So, you know, it, um, it helps to pour into others in those moments. So just, uh, just remember that and remember, be kind to one another. That's really good. Uh, like, like you said, once you say those words, uh, you can't take them back, even if you didn't mean them. It's kind of like a tube of toothpaste. Once you squeeze all the toothpaste out, it's hard to get it all back in. Uh, I actually did that little object lesson with my kids. But anyways, uh, your, yours and mine go hand in hand, which is always good. Mine is uh, to be thankful. Uh, I don't want to sound cheesy and say have an attitude of gratitude, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, sometimes in life, we can focus on the things that we don't have that we really forget to be thankful for the things that we do have. And we can think and look at what somebody else has and be like, oh man, I, if I had their money or I wish I had their house or I wish I had their relationship or their life, but you miss out on being thankful for what you do have. Because the truth is 99% of us here in America and, you know, most, most of like in Europe and stuff, like we have it pretty well off, um, especially for those of us here in America, like we have it good. And so God has given each and every single one of us so much, even if you just woke up today, you know, you have life and you might be thinking, well, my life sucks. What's that to be thankful for? But you have something to be thankful for. If you have a bed and food and clothes, you know, you have more than some people. So just be thankful and remember, uh, what you have and to be thankful for it and thankful for the friends and the people in your life. So yeah, 
That's all I got. You got anything else? You want to plug the website? Heck yeah, I'm going to plug the website. TVTrashCan.com. TVTrashCan.com. So we have new stuff coming up. Got a couple of new shows coming onto the website. But something else, some original content going to come out. So went ahead and um, for my plane lovers out there, there might not be too many of you, but that's okay. I'm still going to put that up there. Um, literally... I put a whole flight on there, like it's an hour and a half, literally gate to gate. So literally you can watch that whole entire thing. Should be up by the time the episode drops. So you can go check that out and uh, check out some of our other works. I mean, hey, Story of Chris has jumped up there as far as views is concerned. And so we're, uh, I don't think when we ever, you know, put that video out intent, you know, initially we thought we were going to get probably 20 views and we would have been happy with that. But even at this time, over 100 is crazy. Young us would be freaking out. But anyways, um, that's all I have this week, man. You want to take this donut box out to the trash? Yes, and join us next week as we celebrate our 50th episode. We will be sure to have a special episode for you guys. Um, so sneak peek, and you guys will probably maybe get to hear about the story about how me and Micah became friends because that's a special one to say for the episode uh i don't want to spoil it too early but that's a little hook line and sinker for you <laughs> yep and episode 50 i mean listen our podcast after next week can be uh can apply for arp it's great it's great it's great well we are going to take this donut box to the trash i'm chris and i'm micah and you've been listening to the donut box podcast deuces uh-huh.